Small businesses are the backbone of America, and they help keep the Texas spirit alive. But did you know as many as 50% will close their doors forever after just five years? Well, we're here to change that. This is the beef. This is the beef. We know how tough it is to be an entrepreneur today. That's why we're giving small business owners a platform to share their stories. You'll hear it all. The highs and the lows, the good and the bad, and everything in between. This is the Beef Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing in partnership with Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. All right, so before we get started with all this, I've got to take a second to talk about our partner, a tremendous sponsor for this podcast, Community Bank of Texas. They know that especially now, the experience and availability of a banking partner is crucial. They're here to help and support your business, and their bankers have been working diligently to give clients the support that we need during these challenging economic times. As a business owner, a lot of things keep me up at night. My bank shouldn't be one of them. When you bank with Community Bank of Texas, you have the freedom to focus on your business commitments instead of worrying about how committed your banker is to you. Community Bank of Texas is proudly committed to partnering with you and your business through it all. The short-term hurdles, long-term growth, countless new directions. When it comes to doing business, they simply deliver a better banking experience. They're a foundation you can build your business on for decades to come. Community Bank of Texas is business banking better banking member of the fdic and an equal housing lender what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the beef podcast i'm your host as always john kelly aka john the marketer on instagram joining me not in the studio for once but virtually a little remote conference here i got sean anthony with schools over now what podcast sean welcome to the show man Man, what's up, bro? I'm just excited to be here. First off, man, y'all got a full-on production going on over there, man. So good to be here. Yeah, we, we try to do it right, man. But uh, of course, I couldn't do it if I wasn't in Clubhouse listening to folks like you. Shoot, I would say every single week, man. Y'all got some good tips going on on there. So we got to get everybody to uh, head over to Clubhouse and take a listen to that because you're handing out lessons like free candy. <laughs> yeah man every monday at 10 p.m eastern podcast seekers revealed has been absolutely amazing the community now thirty nine thousand members are just going strong wow that's amazing but before we hop into everything we always stop i have a little icebreaker question that i ask here on my show so if you had your own late night talk show who would you invite as your first guest man uh, kevin hart man oh, yeah, yeah. kevin hart you know what? I like that answer. That's a uh, that's a cool dude. The documentaries and stuff I've seen, the behind the scenes stuff with him, seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think for me, it's just the journey, like the the journey of doing Soul Plane as a movie where he's introduced to the world to now just taking over almost anything he puts out on Netflix is pretty amazing. Yeah, I'll tell you what. One guy that I really like and I really follow, especially down here in Texas, is Matthew McConaughey. So I think he'd be a cool guest to have. Hey, man, he he was doing like this books, like he was on a book tour and he was probably one of the easiest guests to get during his book tour. If, if you were reaching out at that moment, but there's people who got him on a show who probably just started podcasting. Nice. Which I think was amazing. Yeah, no, he, he seems like it's just a really cool laid back dude, you know? So, but Kevin Hart too, man, I would, uh, 
I would say there's a lot of celebrities I'd like to have on, but if I had to choose one, yeah, I think that's who I'd go with. But the reason we're here today, man, who is Sean Anthony? Where'd you come from and how did you get started in all this? Yeah, man, I, I'm a kid from, from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, you know, and, and that's such a great question. I think for me, it all starts with what are you doing in those teenage years? At 14, my life was completely different than a lot of people probably listening. At 14, my brother went out to college and he became this big nightlife party promoter. I mean, partying with huge artists. We're talking about from Rick Ross to Young Jeezy. So at 14, I was in the club, man. I was in the club, standing on couches, popping bottles, doing all the most illegal things you can imagine. (laughs) But what I did do is that I learned the game of marketing, the game of understanding how do he get those people into that building? Right. How did he attract such a loyal clientele base? And that made me jump into the parties. And my very first party, I remember like it was yesterday. I threw a party for a bunch of 18 year olds who were graduating. I was 14 at the time. And at the end of the night, I made six thousand dollars. And that for me, dude, it just sent me on a whole roller coaster of I was going to chase the bag. I was going to figure out how to really make this thing work. And I went up to college and I became a big nightlife party promoter. So that that just took my whole life into a whole different whirlwind. Yeah. So how did you transition from that party promotion thing to what you're doing now? Great question. I mean, here's, here's what happens, right? As, as you're in college and everybody's graduating and leaving, you have to figure out, okay, what's next for you in your life? And so I took those transferable skills we just talked about, marketing, advertising, getting people together. And I went corporate. I was promoted six times in four years. And while I was corporate, I looked around, I saw all of my friends. And none of them knew what they were doing after college. And I knew that there was a way that I could possibly be the game changer in this. And I stumbled across podcasting. And the only reason I stumbled across it is because I took a job. And the job took me six hours away from my family. So here I am about to fall asleep driving my car, pulling over at Dunkin' Donuts, and stumbling across this weird purple-looking app uh, called a podcast app. So I started listening to guys like Ed Milet, Chris Drama Path, Evan Carmichael, all these guys, I say their name respectfully because they've all been on my show, but I realized that there was a, a part that I could reach certain people they could never reach, and they didn't look like me, but I wanted their expertise. And so it led me to creating Schools Over Now with a podcast where I've been able to extract those gems and give that game out to so many people. So is that all you do is strictly just podcasting or is there more to the business? Absolutely, man. I do more beyond that. Now, what that has helped me do, that's helped me to also teach other podcasters exactly how to brand themselves correctly, how to either get the sponsorship deals, how to attract a loyal community, how to get huge names on your guests, on your show, which turned into products. It turned into ebooks. It turned into courses. And also now what's turned into is me representing a lot of those celebrities, entrepreneurs and influencers that I've brought on my show now from a business standpoint and their marketing and their strategy. That's killer. So what attracted you to podcasting? Why do you do it? Yeah, I think what attracted me to it was that it was a a playing field that still to this day that is so underutilized. Like you think about YouTube, right? There's so many different YouTubers. There's so many different videos. People are just now hearing about podcasting and it's 2021. And I think that the market is so far from not being saturated, but all it takes is your uniqueness, the ability to be who you are, speak how you normally speak and allowing for others to be attracted to it. That's what really got me saying, you know what, podcasting can be a game changer if people utilize it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, it's I think my introduction to podcasting probably started back with AM radio, you know, way back in like Mm -hmm. 2007, 2008. I had a Mustang. And uh, that little thing was nice, had a good engine in it, but it didn't have 
FM radio. There was something wrong with my <laughs> antenna and all I could get was AM radio. And I was like, man, I'm going to wind up going insane. Like I have to do something. I got to get a new head unit so I can listen to CDs or <laughs> something, you know? And uh, I wound up just listening to that AM radio. And then I figured out, wow, you know what? I like hearing people talk, tell their opinions, discuss it with other people, especially when they disagree and you get two really good points of view. And then all of a sudden I just heard later about this thing called podcasting and I was like, all right, well, let me check it out. You know, and of course, Joe Rogan is a big, a big hit, but I just found that, that love for podcasting probably a couple of years ago. And I just started out as a listener and then, uh, it just turned into Holy cow with everybody being off of, um, their normal day job with COVID and stuff like that. Having a lot of time around the house, you've got time to listen to stuff. Mm -hmm. you realize how big podcasting is, especially for storytelling. And that's why we started what we do here because it became, Hey, this is an easy way just to get people out there and tell their story and connect with their audience. Cause as you know, in marketing, branding is connecting with your audience. So if you're not finding that connection yourself, you need somebody to give you that push. And hopefully this podcast will be that push. Not that you need a lot of help. You got a lot of followers. You have a lot of people that uh, pay attention to you. You've got some great lessons going out there, but it's still going to expose everything to other people that probably would have never checked it out to begin with. Absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more, right? Every every stage you get on is an opportunity, right? And, like, and you have to really look at it like saying, you know what? Somebody's curated something, whether it's five listeners, 10 listeners, or 10,000, right? And what you're doing is that you're curating a community that is listening to your show, you know, on a weekly basis that are saying, you know what? I'm a small business owner. I don't want to be that business that goes out in five years. Let me tune into it, right? So you can't take nothing for granted. I think that's, that's the beauty of podcasting is the cross collaboration for sure so what is your podcast about exactly yeah man so my, my podcast is about a question that everybody listening to this has all asked themselves at some point in their life right school's over now what do you do it's, it's probably one of the most annoying questions you can get as someone who either dropped out of school or someone who either got an education and don't know what to do with it or perhaps you just walk across the stage and your grandma or your mom is waiting at the end saying okay now what are you going to do with your life right the cool thing about the podcast is it's so many experts so many tips and lessons from people who figured it out and it's really not like when you think about the name like you might say, okay, this is just for people coming out of school. It's way beyond that. Every year in your life, you're always in school. You're always learning. There's 40 years olds, 50 year olds who are doing career changes. There's, you know, there, there's a, someone right now that is listening that's about to start their entrepreneurship journey. Or perhaps, you know, they have a business and they're trying to figure out the next steps in that business. And this show brings in all of these experts who are in these fields telling you how to do it. And that's what this show's about. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, that's something I'm a firefighter paramedic full time. That's what I do. I just got off this morning from a 48 hour shift. And then wow. after that, Monday through Friday, if I'm not at the fire station on my regular 4896, which is two days on four days off, you know, so I work Saturday, Sunday this week, and then I'll work Friday, Saturday now this coming week. And uh, it's been kind of a transition for me, too, because like you said, I'm always learning. First of all, I'm always in class, especially for my full time job. But then on top of that, at that job and as an entrepreneur and as a guy working for my co-owner of one of my companies, I've got to have that education background. If I mm -hmm. want to promote in the fire department or if I want to get out 
and work in this job, then I need some type of credentials that are going to tell a certain sector of people that I know what I'm talking about, even though I've got all the experience. You know how it is, man. They, they want to see that college certificate sometimes, that diploma. So I've been working on it. I mean, I think I've been in school for six years now and I've got like 98 college hours and I'm still, you know, a little over 20 away from getting my bachelor's degree. But it's just been a slow grind of half time while I work a full time job, a part time job, own a company and I'm a husband and I've got three kids. You know, it's a crazy, oh, crazy world. But I'm still faced with that. Like, OK, once I get my degree, what am I going to do after that? You know, where am I going to go? How am I going to handle that? And uh, I think your podcast would be a good resource for anybody, no matter how old they are. I'm 33, you know, so I've been doing this life thing for a little bit now. I think I got some experience, but, uh, <laughs> you know, definitely still want to hear from those experts. So what kind of guests have you had on your show? Oh, man, um, I've had uh, Beyonce's dad, Matthew Knowles. I've had uh, Ed Milet. I've had Grant Cardone. I have Seth Golden, Grammy Award winners like Estelle, Trent Shelton, Jasmine Starr. I mean, the list is absolutely insane. Uh, Olympians like Gabby Reese. It's just so many people from so many wide ranges of dynamics and diversity. I think that that makes it so unique because if I look at other podcasts, right, they usually go down one lane, a certain type of guest all the time. I think what's so amazing about mine is I can interview somebody you've seen on TV absolutely every single week. And then I can go interview somebody who's a New York Times bestselling author, but I can go pull someone that you haven't heard of yet who's going to be next up. And I think it's so many different ways that they all speak and they tell their stories in such amazing ways that it captures the audience's ear. Yeah, we've been trying to change this one up a little bit, too. You know, we've got a lot of local businesses is kind of where we started because we're a marketing agency in the Tomball, Texas area, which is northwest of Houston for those that are listening and don't know exactly where that's at. And so it's been a lot of just straight up stories from those small business owners that are local to the area. But, you know, inviting you to come on the show, that was one part where I wanted to branch out, and make it a little bit different and say, hey, you know, this guy, this is what he's doing for a living. And this is how he's accomplishing those goals. And he's not from this area, you know, so you're just a totally different guest, even though you're still a business owner and you still have all that. We have to draw parallels to what you're doing compared to the retail shops I've had on or the restaurants I've had on. And then the owner and I both did our own episode which actually will, by the time this drops, that'll be out because it's next week from the time of recording. And it was just all about our agency and then the company that we own together, those kinds of things. And it just kind of changes it up a little bit. I think that keeping it fresh on that content is important. You know, and like you said, even going from video podcasting to audio podcasting to a live event, you know, all of those things will attract those different listeners. So couldn't agree with you more on that. I know I've already said that before, but I really can't. Have you had any types of struggles that you've dealt with with this company? Um, I would say I would say no struggle. I mean, I, I think I think for entrepreneurs or anybody business owner, here's where the relatability comes in. I think people don't talk enough about it, but entrepreneurship is a lonely game. And the reason why it's a lonely game is because every day you wake up, the only person you're competing with is yourself. Yes, there might be you know distractions. You might watch what somebody's doing here. You might notice something that's happening there, but there's really nobody going into a break room with you. 
You're in that break room by yourself. And I think that takes, you know, building up some type of routine where, you know, it's actually helpful in the environments that you're working in so that you can still be progressive. I think that's not talked about a lot. So I think that is it. And I think that the key to overcoming that is realizing that everybody's running a different race. And no matter where you are in your race, somebody would love to be in the position you're in. Whether you, you know, for example, you're a podcaster like I am and, you know, you got five people listening, right? Or you got, you know, 500 people listening. Someone would just love to have five people. They only got one, right? So I think you have to have some type of appreciation of where you are along the journey. But definitely entrepreneurship is is a lonely game. I kind of I parallel it to being a parent because that was one big thing my wife and I noticed whenever we had kids was you're alone all of a sudden because your goals have shifted and people are, you know, still going out party and doing whatever you did prior to having those kids. And then it's like, your priorities are different. You got to focus on that. You know, an entrepreneurship has kind of been the same way for me. I have found friendship in finding other entrepreneurs that are in a similar position as me, even if they're not, because we can bond over that. And it's like, Hey, I can, I can be there for you and you can be there for me because our goals are similar. We're trying to build a company. And I mean, man, you're right. Building a company is just, it is kind of lonely sometimes because you're on that grind and you're seeing that bigger picture, but not everybody around you sees it. You know, you tell people, uh, Hey, I'm starting up a podcast and uh, I'm going to start talking all the time. And they're like, well, who's going to want to listen to you? How are you going to get any listeners? And it's like, why are you being a naysayer right now? You know, why are you in my ear with negativity? I need friends that are going to be there. Iron sharpens iron. You know, I need friends that are going to be there to help build me up. So I know as far as struggles go, man, a lot of what I have seen out here on the Facebook groups, uh, Instagram, on Clubhouse, the questions that come up, a lot of it sometimes is just how do I get sponsorship? How do I make a living off of this? So if you could just get a tip out there for somebody that's kind of going through that, what would you tell them? Yeah, man, my number one tip is that, like, if you really want to, like, get money or run a bag up with podcasting or think about sponsors, the very first sponsor to really do that with is yourself. So one of the hacks that I did with my podcast is I became my own infomercial. Literally, before I were interviewing, you know, these huge names, after there was an intro, I would say, you know, I'll show now a quick word from one of our sponsors. And a sponsor might be the Patreon page. The sponsor might be a new ebook that I have. The sponsorship might be, you know, a, a program that I've created to help people get through some part of their life, right? Or some part of their business and overcoming something. So I would say the number one hack, the very first hack is what skill set do you have currently right now that can be packaged up and sold into a product? You've done something, whether that is even just to build your email list to build the trust and one day sell, you know, anything that you might have in the future. That's the first thing I would say. Beyond that, after you start realizing who your audience is and do a couple of polls on what are some things that they like, you know, the age range and find a little bit more about the demographics, then I think you're in a better position to potentially approach some of those other sponsors. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it, it was something that, you know, of course, working for a marketing agency and we have several podcasts that we run and produce and all that. I, I've had obviously kind of that person that I can lean on and get most of my info from, you know, so that's been a great help. But it was definitely a struggle at first. I was like, man, what are we going to do as far as this is fun, you know, and, and we are going to by having other small businesses on and having them here naturally, they're going to be curious about what we can offer and then it could turn into sales. But what if it doesn't? You know, so what are we going to do on that? And I mean, we got lucky 
really. We just met the right person at the right time. And Community Bank of Texas said, hey, we're interested in helping small businesses too. So why don't we talk about sponsoring your podcast? And it was like a match made in heaven. But it's hard for those that are out there that have a different style podcast than we do. And I think they just have to focus on, you know, like you said, first of all, packaging it up and either getting your supporters to help out or having just someone there, your friends, your family that can help out with that. And then you just got to figure out who around you is interested in what you're doing and is willing to pitch in that money to help you out. Yeah, man, money follows uh, like impact though. Like like money follows impact. I, I think the number one thing, if you're thinking about podcasting, don't go into it in the aspect of, okay, how can I make money? Mm-hmm. I want you to go into the aspect of how can I create such a large impact that it generates dollars, it generates revenue. Like if you were to tell me, you know, in June 2018, when I started a podcast and I was working, you're still working that corporate job that, you know, if I just stay you know, focused on how to make an impact and, you know, in three years, I would be able to quit that six figure job and do what I'm doing now. Probably wouldn't even believe you because I wouldn't have known. I would have been so focused on how can I make a buck? What happened was the impact got so crazy, the money followed it. And I think that's the key uh, if you're thinking about doing this. And also, too, what's the topic that you can be so passionate about that you can be consistent with? Consistency helps results. And I think that's a huge factor. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you're talking about right now. And I've said it before, but here in, in our area, our Chamber of Commerce has been a huge resource for us. And we have, in turn, tried to be a huge resource for them and not only for them, But Bruce Hillegeist, the president of our local area of Chamber of Commerce, he told me a long time ago, and it's something that I believed in prior to him telling me this, but it was that be a resource first, and then the money will follow. And that's how Mm -hmm. we have kind of done business as Beefy Marketing, and that's how we do business as a podcast is we're just here to be a resource. We want to help you out. We want to get your name out. We want to get your story out, and we want to find you new people to follow new people to try your product, new people to buy your ebook, you know, whatever it may be. But then at some point in time, most of those people are going to say, Hey, you know what? They were a huge resource for me. I need to focus on using them for whatever is going to happen in the future. I like that narrative. I think it's really good. Appreciate that, man. So, I mean, anything else you want to throw like your elevator pitch out there about your company, you know, what you have to offer, where we can find you, how we can support you, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I'm everywhere across all platforms. That's Sean R. Anthony underscore. Also to all across all social media platforms. If you're listening to on audio base or YouTube, it's schools over now. What you can check out schools over now. What.com where you can grab the ebook and all things that we have to offer, man. And I appreciate you guys for getting, you know, highlighting it and giving us the opportunity to be, you know, on your platform, right? You curated an audience. You curated, you know, a community of people that support you. And I'm glad to now be a part of it. Man, I'm I'm just happy to hear your story of going from 14 year old in a in a club. <laughs> I lived out in the country when I was growing up, so it was a little different. I was in the ice house, but I was the same way as you, <laughs> man. My dad just had me out there. I would say probably 12 years old was when I started hanging out in the bars, and uh, I wasn't drinking <laughs> much. Every now and then, I'd have like a Jello shot or something, you know. Uh, but I was playing pool and beating these old guys' butts out there on the uh, <laughs> on the pool table. <laughs> And then it just kind of transformed into, all right, this guy that does karaoke every, you know, Thursday night or whatever at this bar, he needs help doing that. And I started getting into sound and audio production and it just spurred this love for podcasting, for theater when I was in high school, for video production, all the stuff that we do now. 
And it just, uh, it changed who I was and kind of set me on a really cool path. And it, it's cool to hear your story, you know, kind of similar to mine in that, except that yeah. of course, you know, you were in a, a different area, I guess, you know, so you're in the club, <laughs> which I would have probably much rather been in the club than hanging out with a bunch of old <laughs> dudes at a bar. But, you know, it's cool to see that transition. So thank you for opening up and sharing that with us. And again, I just can't thank you enough for being on the show, man. Absolutely, man. If anything I can tell you honest right now is that's just just dream it, believe it, go out and get it. That's all you got to do. Yep. Be motivational. Listeners, watchers now, viewers with uh, this video thing we've got going on here, new to our podcast. I can't thank y'all enough for tuning in every single Thursday and seeing or listening to a new episode of our podcast. Please make sure that you're out there supporting all of the people we've had on our show, whether it's on their social media channels, buying something that they have to offer, just following them, sharing them. We've talked about it before. It costs zero dollars to like somebody's status or to share their name out there and uh, just kind of help them promote themselves. So please keep tuning in every single week. Keep supporting all of our guests. As always, I want you to have a great week. Be nice. Be kind. We're out. You've been listening to The Beef Podcast, sponsored by Community Bank of Texas, an FDIC member and equal housing lender. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. For more small business stories, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. To share your story, visit us at beefymarketing.com. Till next time, thanks for listening to The Beef.